Welcome, guys. Welcome to another episode of Are We Podcasting Yet? Uh, what's up? We're super excited to have a former colleague and friend of ours, Prakash, here to talk with us. He is a Malaysian comedic as well as a host and an entertainer extraordinaire, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, no, no, no extra. I mean, thanks for thanks for having me. No extraordinaire, but um, yeah, uh, fun, fun <laughs> times, yeah? We had fun times. Yeah, definitely, yeah, man. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, uh, we we uh, got to know Prakash uh, on Asia's Got Talent. You were uh, helping out, us out there with the audience, getting them going, making them laugh. Yeah. Making them laugh so that way they would be in a good mood when Alan and I got on there. <laughs> yeah, and then the mood just went straight down. And then like, we were there to ruin it. That Prakash came back out here. I, I, think, I think that was the first time I actually got to work with... I, mean, it's, I, I used to do a lot of production work like back in the day and then... I haven't done production work in a long time and it was really good to be on that because uh, I think so, we, we, I mean, we had an amazing director as well, you know, so yeah. I think he, he knew what he wanted so it was easy to uh, like execute whatever I need to do but it was fun though because because um, uh, I was connected to on the cans right direct to the, to the team. All I knew is like when you guys, okay, cut and then like, all right. Like uh, audience guy, go go go! <laughs> audience guy. So JG sometimes, yeah, JG sometimes, yeah, he forgets my name and then he, so, but he's so nice, right? And then he comes down after yes. the thing. Shout like, out, shout out to Jonathan Glazier, Jonathan one of the Glazier directors. I love you. <laughs> and then he'll be like, he'll be like, uh, Prakash, sorry, I didn't say your name earlier because I was just like trying to get the shots. <laughs> like it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> what, what happened was, was somebody leaned over and went. His name's Prakash. He <laughs> was like, I help. got it. Right, okay. Uh, sorry, Prakash. Sorry, Prakash. I forgot your name. Prakash, did you ever get a chance to see, just speaking of JG real quick, did you ever get a chance to see what he looks like when he's directing the show back in his, his back booth? I, I, I kind of uh, saw, I, I saw like once, I think so, because I had to go up to meet someone up there and then I had to quickly come down. But yeah. the day that I saw him, I think so he was a bit like, he, I think so he was a bit angry because one of the cameramen forgot to say and like get the shot. But he was so angry in a British way, right? He's like, uh, guys, I am really cross, okay? This is not the way how we do it. And I'm like, he's so nice even when he's angry. <laughs> yeah, sweet JG. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, remember, I, remember, I remember him telling to both of you all like us, the Indonesian guy, I'm not, the, the, the Filipino dancing uh, crew was like all getting excited and crying. And then it's mm. like, Justin and Ellen, get them off the stage. It's not the finals yet. Like, they're not <laughs> supposed to be crying. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what are we, I'm okay. <laughs> Cry your tears elsewhere, young children. Yeah. <laughs> Our stage is a dry it's stage. Like, don't let them get so excited. It's not the end. You know, the show's still going on. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because the stuff that goes on, uh, as you guys obviously know, the stuff that goes on backstage for shows like this is just insane. Yeah, and there's so that. many moving parts and people going crazy. And yeah. I, I brought up what JG looks like because uh, one of our crew members uh, showed me, or showed us a video mm -hmm. of what he was looked like directing the show while we were presenting it on stage. And he's out of his seat and he's yeah. like conducting like an yeah, orchestra just, conductor. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. cameras on this side, cameras on this. And it's like, whoa, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. He's a, he's a, yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty good experience. I mean, because I, I, so recently in the last few months because of the pandemic, I actually managed to get I mean, I had the opportunity to get some shows with Astro. I've been doing a lot of like Malay stand-up shows, Malay Malay-based awesome. comedy shows. 
Cool, man. So one of the show is like, uh, it's like Mock the Week, but it's in Bahasa Malaysia. Um, and the cameraman, the camera guys are like from, like we're part of... Uh, yeah? Yeah. So like oh, all the, all Are the you working with Hootie? Uh, yeah, Hootie. You working with Hootie? Yeah, a few other guys. I, and they all take turns. So every time when I go to the studio, like I've seen like, I think so at least seven of the cameramen that worked for AGT, they take turns to do the show as well. So it was really awesome. nice to, so we really always cool, catch yeah. up and talk about it. So we actually, the last time, uh, the, some of the Indian boys that we hung out with, you know, on the balcony. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They all like were the camera there. guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yeah, I remember was, them. So it was fun. So, but uh, yeah, man, uh, other than that, nothing much. Um, so uh, yeah, you, Justin, I know you came back to Singapore. Uh, from, I did. From, um, I, I've escaped the US. Yes, yes. So to speak. I do miss your traffic light updates, though. So I know I, I tried to start doing uh, Justin at crosswalks in Singapore, and it's just not the same because the because the yeah. crosswalks take too long, and so it's just like I, forever. I, and so I have to try and time it to where when I think it's about to go. And yeah, I don't know. It's a different vibe. Yeah, I I think I think I, it's very hard to do something like that. In I mean, no harm to Singapore, but like I think it, like. People need more instructions, I guess. So, you know, if it's not in a multiple choice question format, <laughs> don't get it. Kenala. 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 Prakash. So, mm. uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, you were saying you had a lot of stuff lined up, right? This is going to be this is going to be a big year for you. Um, you're talking yeah. about the shows you had lined up, but also. Uh, you, you probably had some live events and, and some like big audience type stuff lined up. But then yeah 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 uh so so remember i i'm not sure if you guys uh so i think so wait agt the the year that i met you guys was 2018 am i right yes maybe possibly yeah yeah 2000, yeah yeah two <laughs> years ago yeah it was two years yeah okay so that so that year i finished uh we, we finished agt mm -hmm. and then i actually uh got invited to perform at the melbourne international comedy festival oh wow uh, in April, nice. so I, I did the festival. It was the show was called Comedy Zone Asia. So they feature different Asian comics from different parts of Asia, part of the festival. So it was really fun. And then I went there. It was 20, 22, 23 shows. And then on top of that, because I had free time, so I got to do like other shows during the festival. So I think so. I did in total like almost like 50, 55 shows or something like that. Oh my god! Thought, but, How long were you in Melbourne yeah. for? I was there for six weeks. Yeah, I mean the the the. The festival was three and a half weeks. I kind of extended the trip a bit and hung out with my friends and stuff like that. But it was such a good experience because being in a festival and then you get to see different styles of comedy, not just purely stand-up. Mm. Uh, I mean, I got to see some weird shit, man. So uh, uh, music, you know, like uh, pantomime, you know. There was a show called Puppetry of the Penis, you know. So, <laughs> Oh, that's Justin's jam. Yeah, so <laughs> it was, it was what, what was that? How did they? What was was there a penis puppet or how how much yeah, how much yeah. more explanation do you need, Justin? I yeah, think it's, it's all there. It was, I, need, I need I need more. <laughs> it's it was actually like literally like 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 penises with like different costumes and stuff like that. So they're doing like routines and like it's yeah. Wait, and actual like, penises with costumes? Yeah, yeah, actual. Penises. Oh, so there's like yeah, yeah. So there's oh, there's like, men like behind mm -hmm. like a a black curtain with holes. And their penises uh, were out in costume. Yeah, kind, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. It, it it was weird because as you're walking through the city of Melbourne, and then you see the tramps, it's like, oh, puppetry of the penis. 
and I'm like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, okay. But uh, <clears throat> I used yeah, to think Australia they, was like here, but I guess <coughs> not. No, no, it's a little, I mean, different. It's a little different the, out there. The 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 comedy. The, it was my first comedy festival, so it was such an, a good experience. So yeah. I came back that year, and that's the year that I did my my first one hour show, uh, I my headline show, and then last year 2019, that was, that was beautiful, my, beautiful. So beautiful was last year. Beautiful okay. was last year. So I kind of like kind of crafted the show based on like what I saw in Melbourne and see what I can offer something different in Malaysia. So uh, yeah, that was so beautiful was last year. And then this year was to actually bring beautiful on tour. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Prakash, let me ask you a question, man. Um, So tell me if I'm wrong here. I feel like there's some type of link and maybe it's just proximity between Malaysian comedy and Australian comedy. Because I feel like I know like some comedians who have done uh, circuits and done work in both places before moving on from there. Like, uh, didn't Ronnie Chang? Uh, yeah. Both he's Malaysian, but didn't he also do a ton of stand up in Australia as well before? Yeah. You know, so, he's done in Australia as well, though. Part. Yeah, yeah. So Ron, Ronnie he did, Chang, but he also wasn't he Malaysian yeah, as well. Yeah, Ronnie Chang is Malaysian. Uh, he's from uh, Johor actually. Oh yeah. He's from JB. And uh, so he and then he studied in Singapore, I think so. And then he moved mm-hmm. to Australia while he was studying. And then that's when he started doing stand-up. <laughs> right. And then he so, just blew. And then, then blew he moved up. to the U.S. Yeah. yeah, he did. I mean, he did great. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians as well. Like, he just yeah. he did a lot of stuff. I mean, but he's going to be in the new Marvel yeah. movie. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to get, like, jacked for that? Is he going to get ripped? I'm not sure. Because, I, I mean, like, be the, movie, the movie has already been, apparently, has already been shot. So, I haven't seen oh. any trailer. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for him. So okay, but here's my question, man. So this was your first time uh, being on tour in Malaysia, or sorry, in Australia, right? And yeah. uh, I can only imagine that audiences uh, react and respond just completely differently. Like, yeah. but maybe not. What, like, what is your experience with you know jumping from Malaysian audiences to being being in Australia? I I mean, it was. I mean, of course, it was a culture shock for me. But uh, Melbourne Melbourne audiences are very. They, they, they kind of PC, like the whole city of Melbourne is like, is, is, they, are, they are woke, right. right? So that's the, uh, the term I can use. But like, thankfully, my show was called Comedy Zone Asia. So in the Chinese museum, in the dragon room. So you can't get more Asian <laughs> in freaking Chinatown. So anyway, uh, uh, it was funny because like, um, I had to tweak a lot of things to of suit the the audiences there but mm-hmm. it was nice to know that like Australian audiences want to listen to something different than I would say um, like white co- comedy you know what I mean like yeah yeah like because like like a lot of the Aussie comics they're like very much they're 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 so used to like they will tell a long story to get to one punchline but Asian comedians we kind of like we are so used to like one joke, okay, punchline. Like, we are so good yeah. at, like, you know, keeping the pace. So, it's mm. a huge culture shock for them. So, they have not even experienced that kind of style of comedy, you know. So, I had to tweak a lot of things. But it was fun, though. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, but it also really helped me to write jokes that are more generic. I mean, yeah. like, rather than just yeah. being like, oh, I'm Indian, I'm this, you know, I'm Malaysian, blah, blah, mm. blah, you know. So, I had to. So, it kind of, like, kind of pushes you to look at things differently as well. So, that, that really helped me a lot. So, yeah. So, so your sets there were, were less racial, I guess. 
Uh, it was, was slightly, yeah, it was less racial. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I did talk a lot about myself. Right. So I mean, like, the thing about Malaysia and Singapore, we we do lot, we do talk about like, oh, Malay people there, so Chinese people there, yeah. you know, in between that. So I kind of had to like really tone down, uh, mm-hmm. tone that down because I was and I was the host of, for the show, so I had to make oh, sure wow. that. Uh, so oh, okay. I, I hosted the show. So for twenty three shows, <laughs> I mean, like by by the first few days, you kind of already know the audience that come to the show and like what what ticks them or what doesn't. So yeah, so by by then I'm like okay, I knew what to do so, because I need to make sure the show goes as much as I want to perf- do my like my best material. My main job is to make sure that the audience are all like prepped up for the comics, you know. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, but the, but I had really fun time going to other rooms to perform and, doing and just do my and do sets. my stuff, and it was yeah. it was fun, man. It was really fun. Yeah. How did yeah. you decide to get into stand-up comedy? Like, uh. I, I, Actually, it was what eight years ago. Eight years ago, uh, I mean, I, I eight years ago, I, I I started doing I started doing freelance. So I was uh, I, I'm actually a freelance photo- I started as a freelance photographer. I still do photography on the side. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my other thing that I do because my my background is actually film film and television. So I was in that for a while, and then I worked in a newspaper company for almost six years. Uh, and then I thought, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try doing like photography for a while. And that's when I met Kevin. You all remember Kevin? Yes. The, the, the other uh, audience. Uh, yes. So Kevin. Yeah, warmer up. That, the, so Kevin and another comedian started an open mic room while the scene was growing in KL, you know? Mm-hmm. So I used to go watch the shows in Zook. So that was yeah. where they used to do the comedy shows, you know? And in then KL, became, right? Yeah, in KL, yeah. So I became friends with all these guys. And then they were like, hey, we're starting a new open mic room. Um, you know, since you come and watch all our shows, why don't you come and give it a try? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not going to try. I mean, I love comedy, but I'm not going to, like, go on stage and try to make people laugh. Are you guys crazy or what, you know? So they say, like, just do it like a... Just try it once. If you don't want, that's fine. So I went there for the first time. I, it was five minutes. And I'm like... And, like, I think so three of my jokes landed out of the six that I did. It was all small, short bits. Yeah, that's not, that's not bad. Three out of six is not bad. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and one of it got like a huge, like good, good, solid laughter. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this Dude. is pretty interesting. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, you were done then. I think so by the fifth show, I was like, I kind of was, I was really caught by the bug, you know? And I'm like, yeah. okay, let's see where this goes, you know? So, yeah. And, and, and I just started, I just started, kept on doing it. And, uh, and yeah, I'm here now. So, that's great, man. I saw I saw that you did a, a TED talk as well. Yeah. Um, uh, what was that, like? So what was that for? Were you mostly? I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, to be honest. But I, I did yeah, catch a so, I didn't catch a bit. It seemed, it seemed like you were like doing you doing some jokes and some bits and stuff. What was the whole thing about? So the TED talk, the, the I think so. The title is what it was TED TEDx Youth. Yeah. AL. Yeah. So. Uh, so they told me like so the, the the topic was into the future. So it's a lot about like like so we had like people talking about like sustainable energy, blah blah blah, and all that stuff. And I'm like, I told them, so they came because one thing about TED, TED talks, they always have like the entertainment part of the show. Mm-hmm. They always have someone come and do a song or someone plays the guitar or someone does magic yeah. or whatever. And they always so they don't they don't get to be called the speaker, they are like entertainers for the, the talk. So I told them like, okay, guys, why not let me do a TED talk, but like, let me do a funny one. Yeah. So, yeah. so 
and then that's what I did. So basically, it was called Into the Future. Then I went there, I made fun of myself. I said like, hey guys, I don't know about you guys, you know, like this is the depiction of the future. This is the future I know. Then I showed like Back to the Future, all the cars, you know, and all the stuff. But then this is the future I live. So I showed a picture of my house. So, you know, so I yeah. made it uh, a bit more funny, but I also kind of talk, spoke about like what, what stand-up is and like what I do. So that was the whole, uh, my first TED Talk experience, I guess. But that was the only one. I think so. I did only one or another one. But that was okay. the biggest one I did. That was like 2,000 people, I think, so something like that, yeah. Yeah, Ted, Ted has yet to approach Alan or I to yeah. do any talking. He, <laughs> the, his, his, name, his name's Ted. Was that his name? Last Ted. name X? Yeah, Ted, Ted doesn't, Ted doesn't he has a thing against us. He's not, he, he doesn't want us to be a part of his, his Ted, little Ted, his Ted little is like. Ted is like uh, Tom from MySpace. You know, everyone knows him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, man. So you said that you wanted to bring Beautiful out on tour, right? That was supposed to be uh, this, this, year, year's, yeah. this year's goals, right? Obviously, uh, COVID-19 has hit yeah. all of us everywhere. So uh, what, what are the plans going forward? Or what, what did you do instead, let's say, of taking Beautiful out on tour? Uh, I mean, okay, so just a small, uh, uh, so this year, has, this year has been, a, it has been a weird year for a lot of people, man. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I think so as, as people, uh, I mean, like as creatives, you know, like you and me, you know, and like we, uh, being, being in the creative industry, it really affected a lot of us, I guess. So like this year, there was a series of events that happened that did also did not help my comedy career. So like early, just before COVID hit. I, I lost I lost my best friend. Um, he had some lung com complication and he passed away. And then sorry, man. Month, yeah, and then a month after that, my my dad had a major heart attack. Uh, so he had to go for a bypass. So is, so yeah. I was I was in and out of the hospital, you know. Yeah. So I mean, he's back home. He's he's doing well now and all that Good. stuff. But I mean, he's still, you know, one, I mean, because he's a bit older. So, you know, he has, he has developed other conditions, uh, other complications. So we're just trying to solve that as well. Then I had to move back to the house and blah, blah, blah. So in a way, it was like, like, I, I told myself, like, okay, I cannot get too, in, as much as I like, I, I, I care for my, my, my dad and my mom. Uh, you know, I, I'm, so the whole idea is, like, okay, I'm here right now. I'm present. So I'm being there for them. But. I think so like mid-year July, it just hit me like, um, I, I can't, you know, as much as I'm, I'm stressed, mm -hmm. I, I need to tell myself like, okay, I, I need to go out and take photos, you know, I need to, yeah. I need to watch a comedy show, you know, I need to do something, I need to, I need to do a show online, you know, so I just mm -hmm. kind of, re and then I, I, I started off by doing like uh, Instagram lives, so I just yeah. say, hey, this Friday, I'm going to be on uh, Instagram live, so then it kind of started like, you know, I think so June, uh, June, July, onwards it started like getting better so because i told myself like if i don't do this it's going to affect my mental health really badly yeah and uh, and i don't want to put myself through that because it's, it's um i mean as much as i i know i have like a good support system of friends and whatever not it's it's also always on your end to do mm. what you want to feel about your your outcome so i just told myself like okay as much as i'm going to be sad blah 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 I need to, you know, yeah. So then that's what I started doing. I just started doing Zoom shows, you know, as much as I uh, don't really enjoy it, but I just did it because I just wanted to see other people just try out my jokes, mm -hmm. uh, just do my old jokes, you know, and, and stuff like that. And then, yeah, so that, that, that's, that's what's been going on, man. And then recently I just started, 
um, doing just started f- uh, videoing some funny skits and stuff like that with two other comedians. So yeah, staying so, active. Yeah, and yeah, then man. on top of that, and then that's when I got the, those shows from Astro as well. So, and then like last month we uh, recorded a ten episode stand up comedy show, but fully in Bahasa Malaysia. Uh, it's like a reality show, mm-hmm. but the show the producer invited me to be like the comedian's coach. So I was like back. The, I was more behind the scenes. So I was like kind of helping to write the jokes, recraft the jokes for to the for the comics, so that they know how they can what jokes they can say for TV and stuff like that. So right. you know, because Malaysian TV and Singaporean TV, they have like a set rule of things to mm-hmm. you can't yeah. you can't say and can't say. So a uh, lot of censorship. Like, yeah. So I was like more like the content content checker. So. That was a good gig. That was a good, really good gig that I got, and awesome. I had to be got to be outside the house, be with all the comics. It was really fun. Yeah, that's great, man. And, and hopefully, I mean, I I'm not sure exactly how things are going on in uh, Kuala Lumpur right now in Malaysia as a whole, but uh, it looks like Singapore is on the right track to to probably starting to open up a little bit more and able to maybe have like live shows again uh, by the first uh, or by the first or second quarter of next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that that'll that'll be nice. Um, I don't know how it is in KL at the moment. I, things are. It was. <laughs> so the thing is, like, we were doing really well, and then yeah. all of a sudden they um, they had like a like an election in East Malaysia in Sabah, mm. and then people had go, went there, and then they came back, and it just, uh, it just oh, blew up. yeah, yeah, it just blew it's up. Like so that. we were, if we were having like. We were down to like five cases a day. Now it's just back to like two thousand, one thousand cases. Nothing. So like, guys, like, oh yeah. my god, you're you're getting two one thousand to two thousand cases a day, right? Yeah. Just to put this in like a little know, bit of perspective, it's a country of thirty-five it, no, I, million. I, I just looked at this. We're three thousand five hundred people a day are dying in America. Yeah, I, uh, Not it, new cases, like uh, dying now. It's crazy. Malaysia, wow. you guys have done so well. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I think so. No, Malaysia and Singapore, is, I think so they've done, like, they went quite pretty, pretty full yeah. on uh, with, with the whole and, thing. But, and like, Asians take this type of stuff far more seriously than Western cultures. Like, they get the virus thing. Like, they understand yeah, yeah. the basic science behind it. And they know when the government's kind of like, hey, guys, so this is going on. We're going to need everybody kind of fall in line here. I just do this yeah. for a little while, and every and most Asians are like, okay. Yeah, I think that's why that's why Vietnam and Vietnam, Thailand, and Taiwan, things are back to normal. Like yeah. Taiwan has people in Taiwan are just like like I think so like even six months ago or something like they're like everything is back oh. to normal. Like, so you never have like, they're unlocked. Yeah, they're it's completely like, unlocked. Same like as Vietnam friends, for the most part, my, Thailand. Yeah, my friends are performing at the comedy clubs, and I'm like. Like, oh my god, I just want to perform, man. Like, seriously, yeah. there will be so many shows, and I'm like, ah. Oh. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, it's, it, it is what it is, I guess. So, let's it's, it's, we're, we're, there's light at the end of the tunnel. These, these vaccines are, I mean, hopefully they're safe. Hopefully they, <laughs> they're coming it. out. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> they're, the good they're stuff. coming let's out. Hope we don't so. turn into like zombies yeah. that start eating each other and stuff. Well, I mean, it's like, too late I, now. People are going to take them. I saw, I saw, I saw one, uh, one of those memes where like they, it's the video of that, that lady. The first vaccine being injected yeah, into this old yeah. lady in the UK. In the UK, and then they, yeah. And then, like, and then they had like, a few moments later, and then like it's the scene from that movie where this old lady becomes a zombie, like a vampire, <laughs> and then she goes up the like the ceiling, and oh. I'm like, oh, that was so good, man. So 
You know, I'll knock on wood, Prakash. I'm just hoping yeah, uh, that it's going to be okay. Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, I think zombie attacks always happen in America first. Uh, yeah, so and Korea. Island, and Korea, yeah. Lots so of, well, South Korea. We're not sure about North Korea. Yeah. We don't know. We're not sure what North Korean Nobody zombies knows. look like. But, uh, but South Korea, for sure, they get hit by zombies real quick. I know, um, man. So let's see what happens here. So, yeah. You know, man, you brought up uh, a really interesting and a good point, which is that for specifically creatives and artists who whose medium is audiences, right, yeah. is people, um, it's been a very interesting and difficult uh, period, uh, especially, you know, as a stand-up comedian, just taking the audience completely away from you and, like, not not having a great outlet in another direction for television hosting or a show like Asia got talent. You know, we also, we can't do uh, shows with people or audience in them. And so just the fact that you were able to push through and stay active and productive, I feel like that is an example for a lot of creative people out there mm -hmm. just to figure out you got to do something because yeah. you're right. Yeah. At some point, the, men the mental health part starts to deteriorate and you start yeah. just going mm -hmm. around and around in your mind and you don't have an outlet for anything. Yes, yes. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I, I personally, I know a few people that uh, during the whole, uh, even, even until now, like, they've just gone AWOL, bro. Like, really? Like, like, yeah, they've deleted the Instagram, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. They just ran like, they just ran like, like blank. Like, Do you mean even, like comedians or like celebrities yeah. or... Uh, no, this is like in my in my uh, in circle, comic oh, circle. circle. Yeah. yeah, comic circle. And I'm like, I mean, um, I, I sometimes that's the thing because we don't know how it affects people, you know. So, uh, and and also I think it's a very um, it's a because I think it, especially for comedy, it's a very male dominated industry, mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's very hard for guys to to talk about feelings and like you know problems and stuff like that. Uh, it's something that I think that 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 I did speak about in Beautiful a bit, mm -hmm. which is like you know talking about like um like you know toxic masculinity and like stuff like that because mm -hmm. it's so hard for I mean like you two guys are like 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 best buds you know I'm sure you guys talk to each other a lot and stuff like that but not we, a lot of we us get a little like, emo sometimes yeah 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 we've been known and to like, get emotional <laughs> yeah and, and 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 I mean and for me as well I have a, a few bunch of friends who are like. I can rely on it, you know, I can call them, you know, and like, you know, and I think so that's the other thing because as men, we are always like so drawn to the whole idea of like, oh, you know, I'm going to keep my feelings to myself, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get through this on my own, you know, and uh, and that's when it starts spiraling down because if you don't have an outlet uh, because of like who you are, uh, you know, that's going to be really, so I, I, I always encourage even like some of the younger comics, you know, I tell them like, you know, if you just need to, if you just need to vent or just talk, you know, just call you know because i mean technology is i mean like we, i mean you're in freaking california and like you're in singapore mm -hmm. and we're still able to talk to yeah. each other so i guess it's and but like i said it's it's up to the individual end of the day if you want to feel better you have to do something about it if not it's going to be hard you know you're going to be stuck yeah. in the ruts you don't want that to happen so yeah yeah i agree more power to you man anyone who's listening who's stuck in a rut you gotta find call your way out of it or give yeah, call for yeah, call. Give, give, slide into my DMs. Yeah. Yeah, just slide right in there. It's Perfect. such a weird thing to say, right? Slide into your DMs. It's sexual. It's a sexual thing to say. As a as a thirty eight year old, and I'm like, uh, I don't want no one sliding into my DMs, man. It's just mm. weird. Yeah. So okay, Justin, you're gonna effing love this. Sorry, I already you're do. Fucking, you're gonna fucking love this because Prakash <laughs> is the perfect person 
for Justin and I to include into this debate that okay. he and I every now and then fall, find ourselves falling into, okay? Oh yeah, we're going, we're, we're gonna crack open the PC wheel and talk about it. Oh, oh. crack open that PC can. Yeah. Oh, I knew you wanted it. I love it. I knew just, you wanted just, this. Just, just, just fucking just, get, get that little can opener going. And I wanna, I just wanna, <laughs> I wanna done. taste the PC. Just put it on All right, my here tongue. It is. Here, here's okay. the perfect segue, not even segue, here's the perfect preface or intro into this topic. Okay. 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 Uh, Prakash, have you watched Kevin Hart's newest stand-up special? Uh, is this the, the one, one where he's in his living room? He has zero, it like a stage. Zero fucks given, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And so, first of all, I thought it was phenomenal. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You, you, you enjoyed it, yeah? I really did. Yeah. I thought okay. it was good. I thought it, I thought it was really intelligent and I thought that he, and I thought that he addressed certain things. Okay that he's been wanting to address for a long time. And also that I think is really important for comedians and Mm. actors and anyone in the public limelight or the public eye to talk about. And so for anyone who's listening, who hasn't seen um, Kevin Hart's pod or uh, his standup special, uh, I'll just pick one specific moment that I think is a really good uh, example, right? He talks about how he, he hadn't had a cheeseburger for a really, Mm. really long time. Right. And then he, he was in a, what, in and out parking lot. He's just demolishing this cheeseburger. And then some lady comes up with a phone. She's like, I got you. I got you. And then he talks about how he would then had to uh, apologize on Twitter to the vegan community because he'd just gone vegan. And then so, but his main point with that joke was that he doesn't like what the audience has done to him. And I thought that was yeah. so interesting. He doesn't mm-hmm. like how he feels that the audience has changed him and that he has then had to feel as though he's had to redirect his own innate humor or had to change mm-hmm. it or just try to make it more palatable for people. Um, and I guess it points to exactly what we're talking about is that people get upset a lot yeah. these days and, and yeah, people yeah, get yeah. in trouble for what they say uh, publicly, even if it's for entertainment. There it is. I've taken the lid off the can. Yeah, no, and um, I, think, I think this is why there's such genius behind Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle has managed to maintain this massive audience, but he's not, he's not holding back. He hasn't changed who he is. And he's it's it's all him. Because, because I, I feel, okay. Of course, when you look at, when you look at the, in the entertainment sphere, I would say, because everyone from different industries, it can be an actor or a singer or a comedian or a poet or a, I mean, leave poets aside, okay? So, uh... <laughs> hey, fuck the poets, am I right? Hey, a lot of people do, Justin. That's why they're poets. Jeez, those, those no-talent-ass clowns and their poets and their feelings and their... It's okay, it's okay. It's okay, let... they're, they're, they're still contributing to the society. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so no, no, but, but what All I mean right, is... Poems. Like, when, when you reach to a certain level of, like, authority in this in the in the entertainment scene you you do have a, a sense of like a belonging and like uh, a, a sense of like pride in what you do so and that's why when someone says something people are like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna still stick stick by it what these guys are saying but like and when someone is a bit more on the lower tier try to be a smart or like make sense and then that's when the audience come to you they're like oh who are you to say this you know mm. like blah 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 and in true fact, maybe those people who are saying that were in the same position uh, as the person who said it. And like, especially for a comedian, right? I think what, what, what a comedian says on stage are things that the public wants to say, but they don't have the balls to say it. For sure. 
Yeah, they don't because people people have like I know so like people want like I mean I the my my Twitter audience and my Facebook and Instagram audience are just three separate different worlds. Really? Like, yeah. Wait, man, how so? Like, Explain that. Like 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 so Malaysian Twitter, it's insane. If you <laughs> if you post something that is funny but like uh like a bit more rhetorical and like satire towards like our government. And then, mm. like, you have all this, like, you know, like, trolls, they come up to you, and then, like, they don't even... So, they literally take what we say as the truth. They think that we are oh, actually... Oh, not that it's, it's not satirical. You're not yeah, making a satirical so like, joke about it. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, and that is when, I think so I, was, uh, I was listening to, I, I can't remember, was it, um, who was it? Was it uh, Jerry Seinfeld or what, one of the comics? You were talking about tweeting and, like, mm. what happens when, as comedians, when you tweet? Because, like, because a lot of comedians usually they tweet something because like, oh, okay, I have this idea. I'm just going to put it out there so that next time in the future, if another comic does, hey, I've actually tweeted that. So that's actually my bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you kind of like reserve that, right? Uh, but like, people take comedians so seriously on Twitter because, and, and that's the thing. It's come to a point where people don't know how to uh, differentiate between a joke and a statement anymore. I know. I well, people will believe anything on Twitter now. Like people yeah, can't even decide yeah. between like it, it, literal. It's almost because I think you have certain people that generally just want to get angry at something. Like that's yeah, how they're feeling some kind of void. That, so they that, start that lashing at anything. No, and and that's the problem. I guess I see as a comedian, everything a comedian does or anything in the sphere of comedy, it has to be critical. If it's yeah. not critical, it's not going to be funny. You know, you can't yeah. just go up there and make jokes about like vegans, but you don't know why vegans are funny. You know what I mean? Okay, like, so you then, like you can't. Question, Prakash. Yeah. You have to offend to have oh, a yes. conversation. You, you have you, to offend. Okay, no, you don't. That's a, a little bit. Statement. You do. No, you don't. So if you're gonna, you if, you're, if you're to talking, to have a if you're gonna have a conversation with others that the people, that, no, no, okay, li, li, listen to me for a second. You're trying you're, to. Alan's getting PC. He's he's the Twitter people. <laughs> I'm not even on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I don't tweet. So okay. no, no, no. Okay. Explain yourself in Ex- better explain. context. Let okay, me explain. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Context, just To have a conversation with people that disagree with you. So if you're having a conversation with people that disagree with you, everybody must be prepared to offend and to be offended because you're making points for your argument that goes against what they believe, right? Because you no. disagree. So therefore, you can disagree. At some point, people are going to amicably. be offended. No, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not necessary. It's about the yeah, person yeah, yeah. and the and the position that you approach it with. And yes. if that other person holds that value so deeply that they're going to get mad about it, possibly yeah. they won't. Yeah. There's a way to have disagreements. No, but, but, you don't have to but I mean, people. no, no, but no, but you have to like. You can be willing to offend people. You have to be willing to be found yeah. offended. But I think you have to be willing to get offended. It's, it's okay. It's okay to offend, and it's okay to be offended. This is how okay. proper discourse occurs when you have polar okay, opposites. Because so, there's no other way. No, but it's, you can't just say that blankedly. You can't just say like. No, I, I, I kind of, I kind of know where where Justin is coming from. Okay, I, I get what you're saying because mm. in in a nutshell, um, I mean, maybe maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think when you say that you must be prepared to be offended, and you must offend someone in order to get a, a message mm-hmm. through. It's, it's, it can be also said like you need to be ready to get criticism. You need to be yes. ready to be criticized. So that is a, a better way of putting it. But the problem, the, 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 the problem that, that we see nowadays is like people are getting offended for like 
there's no basis for them to become big, being offended. Like, you know, mm. like, okay, I'll give you a very good example, okay? I, I, I'll give you a very simple example. So this was like maybe, what, two, two three years ago. I was doing, uh, so I was hosting, uh, and I have, a, I have a particular joke where uh, before, I, before I do the joke, I'll, I'll look out for couples in the audience. And I ask like, so there was, I remember clearly there was this uh, Indian couple. Uh, I can't remember, Indian or Chinese couple. So I asked the guy like, hello, sir, what's your name? And the guy replied his name. I said, oh, okay, hi. And is this your wife? And he said like, yeah, this is my wife. I, then I asked like, oh, ma'am, what's your name? And then she said her name. And then I looked at the guy like, so how long you guys been married for? And then the guy said like, oh, I've been married for 35 years. And then, and, and then, and then like, I look at the wife and I say like, is that true? Because usually the, the ladies always remember the dates. And then she's like, yes, yes, yes. And then everyone clapped in. And I said, hey guys, 35 years, give them, give them a round of applause. And then I looked at the guy and I asked like, sir, I want to ask you something. Do you remember when the first time you met your wife, the song that was playing in your head? And then he said like, no, I don't remember. But tell you what, my parents have been married for 38 years. And I asked my dad, like, what was the song that was playing in his head? And he said like, it must have been love, and it, but it's over now. All right? So that, that, that's the progress of the joke. All right? Yes. Show ends and me being me after the show, I'll be going around thank, thanking people. Hey, thanks for coming to the show, blah, blah, blah. There's this, there was this girl and this guy. And they, they come to the comedy clubs quite often. I've seen them before. She came up to me. She's like, hey, uh, by the way, I want to let you know, you know, it's very offensive that you didn't ask the wife what was the song that was playing in her head. And I'm like, what? That's really, see, that's, that's another level. She, that's just looking for something. Yeah, and right? then she called me, she literally called me a misogynist. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, like, I said, like, you were, you were there at the show. You saw what happened. You know the structure of the joke. Mm. And I did not, I, 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 it's like, oh no, but you should have asked the wife. Why do you, why did you ask the man only? Because that's not like, the joke. And <laughs> the I, joke is, my, yeah. and, and that's yeah. when I realized, guys, that's when I realized, like, like, people get offended for the stupidest shit, man. Yeah. Which, way, which like, is why I think you can't, I think, if everybody's getting offended or scared to offend, yeah. Well, for stand-up comedy, you how how does it even, how do you even do it? No, that's the thing. You you can't you, happen. So you've got to no, you've got to you just you pick, just do it. You just got to fucking do it. You just got to squash it. Yeah. You have to not worry about offending people. Because and that's think, the thing. And I think that same that same thing goes when it's coming to just a, a lot of discourse as well. I think people need to freaking just saddle up, fucking you know. Take your big boy pills, and everybody can just not worry about getting offended or offending each other. Okay, you're so, so wrong. No, no why? Yeah, yeah, you just are. So <laughs> here's the here's the deal. Um, I agree that the fear of offending an audience is death for a comedian. One hundred percent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I have this I have this kind of dualistic kind of feeling about the idea of cancel culture. On the one yeah. hand, I, I don't like that a lot of the most amazing comedians um, have not been able to continue their career successfully because of something that they may have said that a community is offended by. Yeah. So that maybe that was said decades ago. Yeah, that's, a right, time that's right. When, yep. when, when the political culture was of a different time and maybe there wasn't as much awareness about certain things, that's, that can be really messed up. But at the same yeah. time, that term cancel culture is also being used by an entire different group of people who are saying, you can't take me off the air just because I raped a woman. That's cancel yeah. culture, right? Yeah. So we also have to make sure that we know where that's going. But my, my thing is that you, you don't have to offend people. Yeah. I, right? no, I, my I, question I, is, where is the line, right? Because, because from what Justin is saying, 
So the I think, idea that I think I'm getting you're from taking him, the word offend in a different context than I am. Not, not too many ways to take bit. it. Go ahead. Not no, too many I, ways to take it. I, I, okay, okay. Justin, I want to know, because I am in the same boat with Alan here. Because, mm. like, I do agree with what Alan says because, like, for me, as much mm. as I want to push the bound, because I, I do talk a lot about, like, because as, as a brown person in this country, like, I know what happens to my people. Right. Like, and, and I sometimes I, I, I push, I really push in the audience and sometimes they will laugh and then the laugh just turns like, ooh, you know? Yeah. Because, you see, they, they know what's happening. They want to laugh about it. They know it's funny. But then they know when, it's bad. When, he, when it hits the spot and then they're like, oh shit, you can't talk about that. And I'm like, but like, so, but what, what I do is whatever I, I talk on stage, I'm very responsible with what I say on stage. And I, I backed it up with facts. If, mm-hmm. if, the, if, if, if I'm saying something about like, oh, this Indian boy got, got convicted because blah, 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 blah. It was because it was in the papers or something. And I say like, I say like why don't you see any other races being mentioned if, if this boy is, if, if right. he, creates, he, he commits a crime? Why is it if it just is an Indian boy, his name is, his name, his age, where is he from, is all revealed. Yeah. And I'm like, so I kind of go that angle. But like, maybe, let me, can you try to explain like what you mean by, you have so to I get, offend. I get what Alan's saying. I, I don't I get mean, well. yeah. Alan's saying like you don't want to um, purposely offend people um, thus and thus making them feel isolated. They're, therefore polarizing society more. I I'm saying that. it's not necessary for for it to be funny. I'm saying a lot of I'm just going because go ahead because I think I think funny? a lot of people say offensive things just for the shock value. Oh no, okay, so that's not you what, what I mean. About. And I, and also, but no, but that's also happening within this exact same context of stand-up comedians saying offensive things. Yeah. you can't yeah. you can't you can't separate between the comedians who are saying. So actually, this brought up the great point I was going to bring up. Does it matter if a comedian's good or bad when he says offensive things? Because there's a problem. What if a comedian's terrible and says a really offensive thing that is just not even tastefully done, it's not yeah. tactful, and it's horrible. And then you're like, you know what? No, you can't talk about transsexual people that way. But then a, maybe a Kevin Hart makes like a really witty and a really like just mm-hmm. well-crafted punchline-driven yeah. and story-driven joke about the same topic. It's hard to tell, right? Part of me thinks that it should matter. <laughs> what you, oh, I think the quality of the joke matters. I mean, because yeah, but, but, you, but that shouldn't be the case, though. You can't be like, oh, yeah, you can be offensive because what you said is is actually artfully done. You can't be offensive because what you're saying is shit. I think it's you all can. subjective. No, you can't, man. That's not fair. OK, yeah, well, yeah, OK, yeah, so Dave Chappelle talks about the transsexual community a lot. And yeah, a lot of them feel very really offended. A lot of them seem to see, a lot, you get a lot of them get offended. What are you saying? But I mean, he's uh, he tends to get he gets away with it more because he does it in a bit more of a smart way because he's a very talented comedian. Whereas if you were to have another person that was a bad comedian and did it in a, a bad joke, that's, that becomes more offensive because there's a certain, Ooh. a good comedian can use nuance and language and a tone of voice to, and, and they can use another joke that follows it to offer more of context about where they're coming from. Whereas a, a non-experienced comedian might just say that joke. He could, he could basically deliver the exact lines of Dave Chappelle and that joke in isolation. And it's all wrong. I, but I Dave think, Chappelle I think, can do it. Okay, so, okay, leave. It's a dangerous leave line, the, Justin. That's yeah, a dangerous so, line to walk. See, I don't think, yeah, no, you mean, we should be, I don't, th- I don't think there's any topic that's taboo for, for a, a good comedian to make a joke on. 
Can okay. it go wrong? Yes, it can go wrong. Obviously, it can go I, wrong. I, I, but I if it goes you. well and it's good, yes, good joke. So it, it comes to this. For me, for me, like I said, uh, Alan, you asked me, where do you draw the line? All right? Yeah, there has to be a line, right? No, Justin's so saying for, there's no line. So, and Justin's like, wrong about that. <laughs> You, it's your opinion, Alan. See, this is no. This I know is, it. No, it's just fact. Yeah, yeah. No, no. For for me, for me. Okay, okay. I I come from a from a place of yes. You can actually you can actually joke about like whatever you want to joke about. But but firstly, you you need to have the sense of responsibility. That means that means I like that a lot. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you need to know. That means that means well, what I'm trying to say is in in this current culture in this current climate of mm-hmm. like all this like uh top like PC culture cancel culture whatever not you need to know that if the joke that you made all right is good and you have repercussions after that you need to be responsible of what you're going to do if the joke died and was bad you need to be responsible and know how to do so you see if you know for a fact that because when someone fucks up things, you know you're fucked up, all right? Oh, yeah. And you can't, you can't back it up, mm. right? And that's when a lot of comedians get into trouble because they don't admit their mistakes, yeah. all right? They do never admit their mistakes mm. because they go up there like, oh, you know, I just said that because I want to say it like, but like, you didn't know why you said it. Like, there must be a reason because like, I mean, a very good uh, yardstick, I would say, is Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, have you watched his stuff? Oh, he's yeah. Amazing. I actually think he's... Right? He's very offensive. I think he's amazing yeah. too. Yeah. Like, so, so there but, you go. But like, he, he he doesn't worry about any line. He just tells King good of one liners too. Yeah. No, but, the, but setup, the, thing, the principles of his jokes are yeah. just so well done. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, like, I think so I was I was uh, listening to him on one of the podcasts, and he he mentioned this very clearly. It's like I am solely risk because like he made a joke, after, like the week after the Boston bombing, on a on a talk show. I remember him talking a, about this. Yeah. And I'm like. But but you know what? As a comedian, that is such a good joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but and that's the thing. Okay. So but, I'm draw- Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I I am drawing parallels from a comedian to 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 a photographer right now. Okay. Because this is the other uh, thing that we talk about in the photography world, which is like taking photos of like. Okay, you know the famous photo of that of this African kid, and then there's a vulture standing at the back that won the Pulitzer. I'm not sure. So it's a very famous photo photographed by this South African photojournalist. Uh, I can't remember his name, but if you go online, you can just search like um, there's a very famous photo where it's a kid on the on the on the desert floor, and then there's a there was a vulture just hanging out at the back, ready to like like eat. It. So he had. He took the photo. He shot the photo. He had the opportunity to go and help the kid, but he didn't because in his head it's like, oh my god, I need to get the photo as a photographer. Uh, that's that, so. You see, the the career comes first. So a comedian when he does the joke is like, I want to make people laugh first. They don't understand what's going to happen later. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. guy, he had, and it's not just him. A lot of famous photographers that are. Amazing war photojournalists, blah blah blah. They are there. They have seen all these things. They, maybe some of them had the opportunity to save someone, but their ethics have gone to a point where, like, no, I'm. This is just my work. And then, so this guy who won the Pulitzer Prize, he couldn't. He actually committed suicide after after wow. winning. Yeah, because wow. uh, 
and, and, but but it's 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 even more impactful i mean like because like like and that's the thing because it, it if it doesn't get you now it, it's going to come back to you sometime later yeah you know mm. and, and that's the thing what let's say i come back to the topic of responsibility because you really have to know like you know where is your direction going to be you know because yeah you can joke about anything you can you can you can go out and can be smart and like and like you know and, and, and deliver your points but like if you don't take ownership to what you're going to do and that's where the trouble is yeah. that's when you and and that's when like alan you know that's when that's when new groups of people will start coming like a hey, so there's going to be another subculture of cancel culture there's going to oh, be, it's, sure. it's be, yeah, be added and added and added you know and, and it comes to a point where like oh my god this and and there's nothing to joke anymore you yeah. know and then those communities who are like really successful they're going to struggle they're like hey what's happening man like it used to be like this blah 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 because like in america right now i'm don't, i don't know if you heard a lot of big comedians they don't want to perform in the universities anymore because back in the day they yeah. do they would do the uni the uni gigs mm-hmm. now because even universities so actually have a special they have a special body that only selects like comedians that fit their their ideals uh, ideals you know Which maybe is this is good this is dangerous yeah. this is a dangerous this is dangerous yeah i get that i get that you know so it's also because I think a lot of communists have also done a lot of damage to themselves because they don't take ownership to what they've done, you know, and uh, and like I, I totally agree where Alan is coming from because it comes to a point where even as as the world progresses, yeah, we have to update our knowledge on things, you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't, then you're going to be stuck in a circle. Uh, you know, the good way is to actually like know what's happening in the current climate, and then you go for it, you know, rather than like still having the old ideals and you want to joke about it and it's not funny. Then you might get in trouble. I would say you I, have I to be aware and knowledgeable. Yes, uh, I, I think in order to exactly. make those jokes. Yes, and I think I the, the communities that are successful in doing this yeah. are the ones that are highly intelligent, and they they probably like ask other people, "Hey, what do we think of yeah. this?" So they're probably really being careful, you know. Like the other day, I was watching a uh, Bilbo's monologue on SNL. Oh yeah, it's so I good. It. it was actually it's, very good. It's so good, but if you yeah. notice. The audience were afraid to laugh. There yeah. were parts though that were it was pretty intense and offensive, know, but and I I'm thought like, was pretty it was hilarious. so good. I think it's written yeah. so well and, and the way and yeah, it, he talked to to white women was yeah, yeah. It's so wow. great. But of course, if you're a white woman, you'd probably be offended by it. A little yeah, offended. you know Maybe. that's the thing. That's, so. that's okay because he's a comedian. That's my point. See, but and and I have a completely different point. So I think. I need. I just need to start off. Not start off. I just want to make sure I point out that I, this is not an easy topic for me. Like it's I'm not. not in one camp firmly on either side, right? I am playing a bit more of a devil's advocate just because it's fun, uh, especially with Justin, because I know hey. that we tend to lean differently. <laughs> so we're probably closer in the middle on this than than we like to admit. Um, but you brought. I, I love this analogy you made about this photographer who took the picture of the child with a vulture and had the opportunity yeah. uh, to possibly save him. And, and so you, you mentioned this idea of like having a joke and needing to be responsible for that joke. I think that's such yeah. a, a cool idea. And I think it's actually really important. And part of, like you said, where a lot of comedians have gone wrong, where yeah. they said a joke and then it was, some people took it offensively. I feel like that's the moment that I'm having problems with is that, that moment when a comedian finds out that what they said has been offensive yes. to me that that moment of reaction is so important um 
or that moment of realization that's so important. And I think a lot of comedians, as Justin may think is totally justified, would be like, fuck you. I'm sorry if this is funny. It's a good joke. I don't care okay. if you're well, see, I think the, So I think the fuck you not attitude is not right. So that's, so that's not what I'm saying. I disagree. I mean, for them to say anything fuck that's you, funny goes. You're saying anything that's funny goes. Yeah, okay. That's what Again, you said, basically. And I can't, I can't get on board with but that. I can't, say, I can't get on board with that. Why is the joke you, more important than other people's feelings? No, no, okay. Like, comedians no, no, get, no, sometimes no, no, I feel like no, comedians no. get so precious about their material, but the material's just meant to be consumed. Like, uh, right. And, and so, but if right? it's, if so it's whatever funny, that it's not audience make... reacts, however that audience reacts is the proper response. It doesn't matter whether you agree with it or whether you feel it. It was meant for an audience's response. So, for a comedian to say something and then have find out that's a fun, uh, offensive and then tell them that they don't have no right to be offended by it, is it totally inappropriate? Okay, I, I see that's not what I've said. You're not listening. <laughs> I really I, I'm do. not saying, I, I don't think, I'm not saying that a comedian should be like, fuck you, or say, um, you have no right to be offended. I'm saying it's okay to offend and it's okay to be offended. Not all the time. You shouldn't necessarily be doing it on purpose just for see, show. So there needs to be a line. You said there's no line. There has there's to no be line. a line, Justin. I think if it's a good joke, I think you can make a good see, joke about anything. Why is why is a good joke more But if it's a good joke, it's not going to offend the masses. That's like, not true, a, Justin. No. No. I don't, I don't agree with that. No, 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 so no, so no. here's the thing. So here's, here's, I think, here's a good point. If it's going to offend the masses, then you fucked up and it's a bad joke. Now, if it's yeah. really offensive to maybe a few people, but it's just yeah. an offensive subject okay. matter, but most people are like, that was offensive, but that was a really good joke. And they're still going to laugh so, at it. So that's a good joke. This that's is something that I... This is what something I've realized being shows in the last eight years. It's always like the minority, like a small group of people mm. who get fucking offended. And when you when you dig deeper, like especially this girl that remember I told you about the whole calling me misogynist. So mm. I got to know. Then she said like you know, but like speaking from my experience, I said like look, I, I maybe you had a bad experience with someone else, but that does not reflect who I am. You know, so it's like, so there's a lot of like, I, I don't know because, okay, so I, one of the jokes that I did, uh, that was put published online. So it's basically, I made, I, I had a joke, I have a joke that, that goes like, what if Jesus was Indian? All right. Okay. I like it already. Wait, are we sure like, he wasn't? No, well, he, he, technically he was brown. So yeah, uh, I'm pretty, he's closer to the Indian Eastern, than white. So, yeah. so, so anyway, they used that clip and then. And uh, it went pretty viral, all right? And guess what, guys? I had three police reports against me. You three what? Three police reports? Yeah. <laughs> they filed a police report because of your joke? Yeah. They say, like, because, you know, like, I insulted their God, blah, blah, blah. You know, and Wait, what's quite, the I, joke? Um, <laughs> it's, um, so the joke is, I say, like, you know, as, as, as you can see, I have a beard. And a lot of my friends say, I look like, a, I look like, like Jesus, you know, like an Indian Jesus. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, and I say, like, what, what happens if, if Indian Jesus was born in Malaysia? So Indian Jesus would be born in a very uh, typical Indian place. So I kind of named the places that is a lot of Indian people. And then I say, like, Indian Jesus would be the only one trying to change water into toddy, which is like a traditional Indian drink. So Indian Jesus would be the only one who fed 5,000 people with five chicken tikka masala and two cheese naan. All right. <laughs> 
All right, and then I go on and say like he had a big party, you know, with Indian Jesus and two of his gangster friends, you know, Raju, Ravi, Ramu, Indian Jesus, Jesudas, Indian That's funny. Yeah, Jesudas, which is Indian Judas, you know, and I can imagine them one big table, uh, forty-eight banana leaves together, you know, and like you know, chicken biryani, mutton biryani, fish biryani. Indian Jesus is just white rice and taiju because he's vegetarian, you know. And then he takes the bread, you know, no, he takes the papadam, you know, he breaks it, you know, he'll eat this, remembers my body, and he takes the water and he says like, hey, let's get drunk. And if this thing happened, the painting would not be called the Last Supper, be called the Last Sabri. Sabri means it's the Tamil word for to eat. Mm-hmm. So the, the punchline is the Last Sabri. Is It's a Bahasa punchline. No, yeah. uh, it's a Tamil oh, punchline. Sorry, Tamil, sorry, Tamil, Tamil. Because everyone knows this means is to eat. Sabri means to eat yeah. in Malaysia. So mm-hmm. what happened was the organizers, of course, they spliced that into like a one minute bit. So when mm-hmm. it goes online, you don't like have the the context is just gone. And then when it got reshared on the phones, it got even spliced up even more. So people got oh. different bits and pieces. Oh, God. You know, so it went crazy. And then people were like, dude, I was getting like hate messages on my Instagram, on my Facebook, blah, 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 blah. And like, I did not respond at all because you know why? This is the only reason why. It's because all these people who went on my Facebook and Instagram and all that, these are the people who will never come to my shows. They would not pay 15 ringgit to watch a show. Yeah. And see, that's the other thing. That's the other thing because... All these people who get offended, they don't come to comedy shows. And that is actually a really important point. They're not comedy people. Like, I will admit that if you're a comedy person and you like comedy, like, I think all of us here like comedy. Yeah. Um, Like, I've never, I've never been offended by anything that I've heard any comedian say. I just firmly support people's right to be offended if they are. Um, But like, I do agree that probably most of the people who get extraordinarily offended by by some of these comedians probably are not comedy people because comedy people know that being offensive is in some ways. Like, you know, what's been your worst experience on stage? Oh, great question. Uh, On stage, I remember... Oh, okay. Yeah. So I remember I said something along the lines of like, uh, oh, no, no, no. This was like a beautiful thing. So I literally oh, no. said like, because uh, I, 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 I have a joke and I say like, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, I told my dad that, I, I, that the one I recently posted on my Instagram, I said like, you know, I want to find myself. And I say like, you know, because you go to India, you go to Americans, you ask them like, what are you doing in America, in India? They're like, oh my God, I flew 13 hours from San Francisco to come to India to find myself. I, as an Indian boy, I can't tell that to my dad. You know, if I go and tell my dad, like, dad, I've really finished my exams. Can I go find myself? And my dad would beat the shit out of me. So I actually said like, you know, okay, dad, I'll be an engineer. And then someone from the crowd shouted, like lawyer lawyer i say like yeah very good shout out the stereotypes right and then someone actually shouted doctor and then i i know like, yeah someone going. yeah and i got them going and then like then i say like but Not yeah let's control. not forget man the most the most important jobs that indian people do you know lorry drivers right and then the crowd just went like oh i say like guys they like you know like then my my one of the one of them shouted like but they make a lot of money i say yeah but they still live in the freaking plantations and then then they went oh again they went oh and then that's what I say like guys it's a comedy show man if you want to be inspired go to a TED talk or go to church alright like I like that that's a good and then you can be like you can go watch my TED talk yeah (laughs) or me in church I'll be there yeah so but and that's the thing because I think I think in Malaysia we kind of have it a bit more 
it, it's we are in a very good place to do comedy because as much as there's like systemic racism in our country, but when you come to a comedy show, it's so nice because you have every th- people from every walks of life, mm. every races, sitting down and listening to comedians bash about each other's race. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's actually a great that's a great point um, about Southeast Asian comedy in general. Maybe yeah. not Singapore, maybe Malaysian though, because comedians here, when you travel around America, it's, you're probably not going to have an audience that's as diverse with so yeah. many different ethnicities yeah. there um, as you would in Malaysia, and you kind of yeah, need yeah. that to be able to start. If you're going to start making jokes at different ethnicities, you need as many different ethnicities yeah, there I, in the I, group. And and yeah. and that's yeah. why and that's why when so when Andrew Andrew Schultz he did the oh, he's house, so good. Dude, he, you know, he was just blown away because he's like, it's so fucking diverse, guys. Like, what the hell? He said, he literally said, this looks like a New York audience because I have like, really? I have like white people. I have like brown people. I have like Chinese people. I have and like, he doesn't hold back on race. I know. He does not. And not, he does and, not and, care. And, that's, and, he, and, he, and he knows his stuff. Like he, he knows he, he doesn't hold back because he knows he can say something that could be mildly offensive, but then he knows about the history of the culture, yes. blah, blah, blah. And so he can yeah. come back and be like, hey, and, and basically be like, it's cool. Like, I know yeah. I do my homework. I'm with you guys. Yeah, so He's I know. So I, 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 I don't know this comedian. And, and Andrew, Schultz. Andrew Schultz. He's like, he's like well, one of the big, 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 big. Oh, maybe, uh, I, maybe I do know him. Big White boy on, from New York. He's, I think he's from yeah, New York. Is it New York? He's from New York. He's got a typical, like, Hey, no, hey. there's all guy. these there's all yeah. these bits online where he's just improving. He's just yeah. going out there doing crowd work, and yeah. that's, he that's can talk he for an hour with just yeah. the crowd, and it's it's intelligent, it's yeah. brilliant, it's nuanced. He's so intelligent, and he, and he just goes against the grain. Yeah, it's like I remember he, one of the jokes. The, the title of the video is like. Uh, it's like uh, black girls should date white guys, and then like, like, and it was so good, man. He's like, you know, like there's a. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing just on that. It was so funny thing because like this, this black girl in the front, and then this guy, this guy actually walks into the show, with with the bag of KFC or McDonald's. He brought his yes. own chicken to the show, right? Oh my god! And, then, and he and Andrew was like, it's like. It's like my man, like that is the blackest thing I've ever seen. You come to my show, you bring your own chicken and you bring your own drink. Like you can't get more black. Than and that. you're late. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then and then he looks at the girl. Is like, is this your girlfriend? And like you know, she's like, no, no, is this my friend? Like, oh man, you black girls, man. You guys, you, know, you should give you should give the white homies a chance. You know, we have proper dates too. You know, <laughs> we have proper dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, boy. he's he's one of my. So what happened was actually last year I actually did two I did two crowd work shows, bro. I did like really. Two How'd it go? Shows. It was fu- man. I had a good time, man. Yeah. I had such a good time because uh, re- because as a, as a person who always hosts, uh, I it kind of also sharpened my skill, but also like I got a lot of new stuff from the audience. Okay. So like I think so uh, on <laughs> one of the shows that I was doing, I did two nights. And like halfway, and I'm like, like, oh man, I don't know what else to ask you guys. Like, then I actually asked the audience, like, you guys want me to talk about anything? And then like someone shouted something, and so happened, I kind of knew what the topic was, and I just went on another twenty minute, like a ten minute rant on it. You know, it was very really fun. So, so hopefully I get to do that next year, man. So yeah, yeah, now you will. Cross for crowd work coming up. Yeah. Question: What was work. Andrew Schultz like? Dude, he's fun, man. He's a fun yeah. guy. He seems yeah, super like cool. Fun, yeah, he's a really fun guy. Uh, 
he did Singapore, he did KL, and then uh, I think he did uh, Japan. Uh, but we were really happy to, I mean, like we were lucky to see him in KL. Yeah. And, and that was the time he was still, he was getting, getting big. His YouTube, his YouTube presence was getting really big. And now he's got like a show on Netflix now. Yeah. He's also got his, he's got two podcasts. Yeah. One with that, uh, one with that Indian comedian in the US, and then one with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the God. And then he Dude, has his own nice. little show. He has his own little like a uh, news show. Yeah. Like yeah. Ten, he basically does what um, um, like Colbert does for like 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but so, so that is the show that is now on Netflix. Oh, of course it got really? picked up. Okay. It's so, oh, yeah, so he's so smart. It's called Andrew Schultz, Andrew Schultz Saves America. Fuck yeah. And, and he it is. is. Yeah, so it's really good, man. I just watched the first He's saving episode. Justin's America. Like, he yeah, really is. This <laughs> <laughs> is Justin's America. 16 minutes each episode. I think so it's really well uh, shot. And, uh, yeah. But yeah, man. So, but I think the, 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 the future for comedy in... I think it's in Asia, man. Like, people, like a lot of white comics, they're all coming to this part of the world. They're like, man, yeah. this is like untouched, like, you know, territory, you know. There's so much new things we can do. So... Yeah, yeah, and I think um, there's it's less PC here, right? I think yeah, in got, a way, in a way, in a, in a way, way, I think yeah. people people that go to comedy shows here in in Asia, I think, are less PC than people that would go to comedy shows in the US. Mm. I'm pretty I sure think, it's just less PC in Asia, man. I think you hit the nail on the head with this board. Like it's just less PC. People yeah. talk. Well, about I mean, there's there's some like I think, I think religion stuff, religion like, can be a very sure, touchy topic sure. out here, uh, but but with regards to like probably I don't know. Everything else, race for sure. Well, yeah, you'll, you'll be you'll be very surprised to hear like some of the some of the Muslim comics here. Oh, like, really? The, do they go? Oh, do they go off? Do they? They? Poof. Really? Oh, it's, <laughs> even even me. Sometimes I'm like, like, like I would not say, say that. I would not say that if I was a Muslim. You know, it's just like, but yeah. and and but the thing is, like, there's so much of shit that has happened in our country like yeah. the the malay population knows what's happening so when when a malay comedian does that joke it just goes berserk and especially like i've seen shows where it's like girls in hijab who come to the show mm-hmm. and like like and like one of the comedians is like they say like the dirtiest shit on stage they laugh laughing. Of course they are. Of course oh, they are. Oh gosh, you know. When like, you're repressed like that, you wait yeah. for opportunities. You know. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. And and I realized one more thing. It's not just it's not just the Muslim population here. Like everyone from every culture here, because it's it's an Asian culture. The repression is so much. So when they go out and when they listen to something yeah. and it, it it strikes them, you know, and like and people just go mental. Well, actually, that makes a lot of sense. The strength of comedy is there. That's what the strength yeah. of comedy yeah. is, right? The strength yeah. of comedy yeah. is actually being able to take uh, the, well, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. You guys know more about comedy than I do, but it seems like, especially in a place like Malaysia, the strength of comedy is to take the real world scenarios of yeah. difficulty and yeah. flip them so upside down on their ass that you can't help but laugh at them. Yeah, man. Right? It's like, dude, like, like one, of, one of the jokes that I do was like, you know, I say like, so I talk about like okay no you know I I I was I was I, I wanted to move out you know but but being in an Indian family you know you can't move out because your mother protects you like you know like she's like the 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 
big kahuna you know she's you're like, you're like playing like you know chicken and wolf you know she's like the mama mama chicken and she's just keeping her brood close to you and then like you know and then you know at 21 i told my mom i want to leave blah 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 my mom didn't leave uh, i don't want then they, they talk about the birthday party and then i, I remember i said like at 30 years old i want to leave the house you know same thing indian drama and then i look i look at the audience and i ask the guy like bro how old are you bro and he said like i'm i'm 42 and then and and he just went like 42 and he did this and i knew like, he was still, still with his parents yeah still with you know, the parents like yeah like, so you were getting him right there like yeah. were... so and then when i asked him like like even before you asked he's like yes yes i'm living with my parents and then the whole so room great. just burst out oh, of course so great of course so it's like i i think that's the other added advantage we have here because like uh it's it's, it's a very new art form you know for the i would say it's only been growing yeah. for the last in the last 10 years it's kind of picked up you know some of the like yeah. so three of the comics now have their netflix special and um and, and also like with the advent of like uh amazon prime there's a lot of south indian comedians have like specials so like mm-hmm. the indian population here kind of kind of know what is stand up comedy is as well you know uh and also now in in malaysia we have the malay stand up scene is growing as well so everyone yeah. has something going on so i think so everyone kind of knows like hey this is what stand up is you know it's just one person going on stage holding a mic and telling jokes you know and and, and they kind of get it because like a lot of times people call me like for corporates like hey bro um, can you do your funny talk <laughs> <laughs> come do your haha words yeah how much how much would you charge like some of the communities get this how much would you charge for your inspirational speech right <laughs> <laughs> Not, not bringing that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh gosh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been. Hopefully, things will be better next year, and like, you know. I think so, man, and I think it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting because, as you mentioned, like the scene out here is growing so fast. The Singapore stand-up scene has exploded uh, yeah, since yeah, yeah, uh, since yeah, yeah. I first got here. So I was so I used to do stand-up comedy, and then actually when I moved to Singapore from Bangkok, uh, I it was hard for me to get into here. Um, like they wouldn't like it was hard to get in any decent shows, and then life kind of started. I got busy with other work, and I just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd like to get back into it out here um, when it opens up. But the scene in Bangkok is really I good know. now. So you, um, you, that means you know Brian Alwood. Brian, Brian Alwood. I think he was based in Bangkok a few years back. Oh, maybe I know Chris uh, Wagoda. Oh yeah, Chris Wagoda. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Chris, oh, and yeah, then I actually did a couple shows in KL at one point. Uh, what's his name? The the white guy that's based out here that travels all over Southeast Asia. J- Jonathan Anderson. Jonathan Anderson. Uh, yeah. He was that guy is obscenely good. Yeah, but he's no longer in KL. He's left. He's back really? in Australia. I did yeah, a show. Yeah, yeah. I did a show. I think I don't know if I was opening for him or if I was in the middle, but I know he was like headlining, and he I like. I went, yeah, up was, I went up and I was like, that wasn't bad. I did okay. And then he went up and I was like, oh no, that's, that's how you're supposed to do that. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was way better. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, uh, yeah, Jonathan is a, he's a, he's a legend on his own, I guess, in, in yeah. many different ways. But I'm, so I would, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what post, um, kind of as, as things kind of normalize again. And I think they will to certain levels. What's, Once we're not worried about the pandemic again, because eventually, whether it be because of the vaccine or because people start getting their shit together, this pandemic won't be our main issue, right? So I, once I, I, 
my plan is next year to go and do shows without addressing the fucking virus. Like I'm gonna, I'm just going to start shows without yeah. even say like thinking like, what happened? Like guys, I was yeah. last week having having meal at the mama, you know, and like yeah, like yeah, there's a fucking big cockroach, you know. Let's talk about cockroaches, guys. Like we need to yeah. stop cockroaches. Like let's move on. Let's great. move on. Like yeah, when you we know, can. Um, when we can. Because I, I, to be honest, I wonder if when everything kind of goes back to normal, and this is brought up on a podcast I was watching, because like you had um you had the roaring twenties, right? And that mm. happened after also after a pandemic, a global pandemic. Yeah. That was the what, the hundred years ago. Um, if there's going to be another roaring twenties in the twenty twenties, yeah. right? Because of this, if it has anything to do with coming off the back end of a pandemic. And will yeah. you have this mm. kind of surge of people just going out, having fun? Because you're going to have yes. people now that don't have to go to the office. Everybody's started their own businesses. They started working from home. People are going to want to go out to comedy clubs. What, what will if this do money. to the PC if culture? they have money. Will we have a pushback? Yeah. They may not like, have okay. money, Justin. So, I, so this no, is but what I think I was... people are, going to learn, are learning how to make money online. I don't um, have money to go out, even if things were open. Yeah, I left because I'm because, giving. Okay, like, but yeah, because but they you must will. understand some time. They will. Yeah. they will eventually. I mean, it'll come the back. Wealthy right? people will go out. Ellen, and you'll have this culture change. Yeah, no, like you know, see, the less wealthy people will still be recovering from all the work they did trying to keep wealthy people back. afloat. No, you see, see when you mention culture change, it's going to take a long time because you know what, people okay. are okay. We have to remember the last nine months or so. I think the the what do you call it? These devices have kind of really ruined people's lives. I mean, as much yeah. as it's good, it's good, but like not having contact with the outside world and meeting people in real life might have actually messed up people's brains even more. Because people are just so connected to this one-dimensional, mm-hmm. like you know, uh, informational source. Because like you open everything was just. <clears throat> bad news hour after hour and like you know, day yeah. after day you know I think that has to change I think it's like and, and that's the thing I, I joke because you asked me like what will happen next year I jokingly so I said like next year if I go out I will make sure that I will do I will start my sets like nothing happened I, I yeah. just want to like not even a, because this whole year everyone was doing shows on Zoom and blah 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 and, like there's so many COVID jokes already you yeah. know maybe next year maybe when I start something like okay maybe I'll like just say a one-line thing and then just move on, you know. And I, I jokingly told all my comic comedian friends, just like next year, I think so. I'm going to cancel myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I put out a tweet, like, "Hey guys, I'm going to cancel myself because you no, know, uh, it was late at night. You know, I started touching myself, you know, and I didn't give permission to myself. So I'd like to apologize for oh, myself. I'm gonna myself. <laughs> hey guys, uh... yeah. oh my God. <laughs> can you imagine me doing that and people be like? Prakash got really messed up during the pandemic. I can't imagine you doing that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I see it perfectly in my mind now. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, it's it's uh, been a lot of touching, guys. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like a lot of touching during 2020. Like people yeah, really yeah. had to not yeah. no one else to touch. Yeah, I know. Was, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! That's all we had was ourselves. I I I was. Um, like, you know, I was kind of seeing someone, like, for the last year. I mean, not kind of seeing, I was seeing this person. And then she had to leave back to Europe. And then and she just called, like, yeah. it just didn't work out, man. We have to call it off. So, I'm like, oh, I had one person to talk to. And now it's also gone. And I'm like, 
All right, let's touch myself. So yeah, uh, so <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, in California. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, like, I feel you. I feel me. I felt a lot of me. Like, yeah, like, man. Like, like uh, so it's like. Oh man. man. I, I think it's also the distance, man. So I think so. You know just... what? This is a great point. I wonder how many relationships broke up because of COVID. So many. So, so many, many. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. Quite, quite a lot, like, man. I think so. I think so. People, tons. people. Some of them were probably promising. Oh yeah, yeah. like, like my friend who had a fiance in Poland. The guy called it oh, off. No. They, were plan- they were planning to get married this year. Oh god. <clears throat> yeah, so it's like you know. So I think so. Like when this thing happened to me as well, and I'm like, you know what? I mean, as much as I want to be like sad, and I'm like, you know what? I I think it's I I cannot force things to just because like you know. Like women sometimes say that they're like, oh, okay, no, we we need to plan, you know, we need to know this, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, but like I'm not sure what's gonna happen this year, you know. Mm. And so like you know, there was a lot of uncertainties, and I, I mean, and then she was like, okay, you know, let's not, let's just keep this away for a while, you know, and I think we can't do this. So I think, but that has been like the the thread among all, all my friends who've like broken up. Wow. Like it's they're all like yeah, it's crazy. Too man. much uncertainty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. Especially, especially if you're if you are dating someone not from your country, yeah, and it's even worse because you're really not sure if the person can come back to Malaysia or mm-hmm. I can yeah. go there and like what is the visa situation like how long can I be out of this? And it's, yeah. It was so much uncertainties even until next year. I'm sure. Oh, not sure. even like, like through even like year. I would like through next year, you know, and you might have the there might be a probability you would not even see this person. So that's even yeah. like. You know, so much of like, you know, and and, and and it's bad because you don't want, and I, and, I, and and with me, with my dad and like all the stuff and I'm like, man, this is a lot of things to process at the same time. So I, I think so it happens for a reason. So, I mean, let's see. I mean, never know. So, but yeah, <clears throat> I think it's, it's crazy, man. So yeah. We're um, really hoping for this roaring 20s return that Justin's talking about. I like to yeah, be optimistic. We need this. We need the yeah, roaring 20s. Roaring 20s, man. 2021. Here we go. Roaring <laughs> twenty, it is the twenties again. Dang. Uh, you know what? Is. I didn't put that. Gu- I didn't put that together till now. Oh, you didn't put that <laughs> no, I thought you were just like just saying. Oh, let's have another roaring twenties. Yeah, it I've been like be because it's during the twenties again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, hey, Alan, what what time is it for you there? Yeah. Uh, it is eight twenty-seven p.m. Oh, eight twenty-seven. Yeah, not too late. Not too late. Yeah, we're uh we're great. But, Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Thursday uh, evening. Yeah, you guys are a whole day ahead of me. Yeah, you are. That, that is another concept that I'll never wrap my head around. So, yeah. It, it's, it's just the, the earth being round. No, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, I got one more question for you, man. This is, just, this is a super... What are, you, what are you doing with your hands, Justin? No, so you said like... Uh, the, oh, yeah. like a spherical kind of thing. Yeah. Everyone do it real quick. Prakash, do yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to know... Uh, Successful comedian. I want to know who are your favorite comedians. Just give me oh, like maybe five. Man. I mean, that, maybe that's not even fair. Tell me what is fair. How about that? Answer that question. Oh, okay, okay, in a okay, fair okay. Way. okay. I'm just curious. Like, you know, I want uh, to know. Oh man, I'm okay. So I, I, on the top of my head, of course, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy is one of my favorites. Uh, all okay, time favorites. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, uh, who else? Um, I kind of like Colin. For his uh, smart, I mean, the way how he explains stuff is so different. Um, what's the guy who did uh, the British guy who did that uh, series? Um, Ricky Gervais. 
Yeah, Ricky Gervais. I love oh, he's excellent. He's so okay. good. So these are like from the older guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. No Robin like Williams the, in there? No Robin Williams in the older guys? Uh, Robin Williams? No, I he doesn't have say, to be there. He doesn't have to no, be no, there. No, 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 no. Uh, Robin Williams is not in my list, but of course yeah. is in, in like one of the people that I look up to because I always found Robin Williams as, a, as an amazing actor, not mm-hmm. as a stand-up. Uh, because he's trans. Because oh, by the way, have you guys watched the Comedy Store documentary on Showtime? Mm-mm. No. There's a six six part um, uh, documentary on the Comedy Store in uh, in oh, LA. Oh, that sounds really cool. Good. You you guys have to get on it. Then you'll know what I'm talking about. Like, have you been to the Comedy Store, Justin? I I have. It's yeah. It's awesome. It's, okay. It's awesome. Yeah. I want to watch that. Okay. Anyway, so so the three of them. Uh, so. The newer guys, uh, I, I, I really love. Okay, I've been. Um, I, I love uh, Mark Norman. You know Mark Norman? Mark Norman. I'm familiar. I've only seen some oh, of his good. stuff. Oh, good. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a whole set. He actually put his whole show for free on YouTube recently. Okay, oh, well, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Mark Norman, Kyle Kinane. I don't know if you know who Kyle Kinane is. I don't Kyle know. Kyle Kinane. Do you know Paradise PD, the TV show on Netflix? I've anime? heard of yes. it. I haven't seen it. I've so, he it. plays the dog in the show. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Didn't expect that. No, but like I, I've seen him live. So, uh, Mark Norman, Kyle Kinane, uh, Sean Patton, another uh, New York-based comedian. Is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, I, I love Hassan Minhaj. Uh, that's oh yeah. Yeah, I think Hassan Minhaj is like the new wave of of of, of brown comedian. That actually, kind of give hope to a lot of brown comedians around the world. That you know, after Russell Peters, he kind of like opened a new wave yeah. of things for us. New generation, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, but man, I I've been like uh, following a lot of female comics, and recently I've been like um, uh, Taylor Tomlinson is freaking amazing. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's got a special on Netflix as well. Taylor Tomlinson is really good. Jennifer Cummings, she's amazing. really funny. Yeah, uh, I know Jennifer Cummings. And uh, the other comic that I am really, really in love with is actually Ellie Wong. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Oh my Dude. God, her specials are fantastic. Like, uh, I, I think so. One, I, I will, I will send uh, Justin a link. Um, so I don't know. There's this website where they do. So I've been. Re- so the last nine months, I've been reading. A lot about uh, thought processes and like ideation processes and stuff like that because that's how when you design something, you know, when you read a, a poster or a, a typography, like they go through these processes. So, so they kind of break down all this stuff. So, what they did was they broke down uh, Ellie Wong's uh, Baby Cobra and they mm-hmm. explained from the start to the end how she crafted her jokes to get to that level because, dude, her joke writing is yeah. insane, bro. Like, she, she starts with a line. Then she goes to the next line, and then the third line is a laughter, which is connected to the first line, and then it goes to the next topic, and it's connected. It's all interconnected, Jeez. and I don't know how she does it, man. It's I'm like go back and watch it. No, yeah, yeah. So you, guys, you know, she was a writer on Fresh Off the Boat, right? She yeah, was yeah, one of she the main writers, writers. Yeah, and yeah, so like yeah, one yeah. of the reasons that show was so amazing was was yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, wait, let me. Okay. So by the way, the the photographer I told you about, his name is. Kevin Carter, I think so. There's a movie called The Bang Bang, The Bang Bang Gang, or The Bang Bang Club, which is a, a movie about four photographers from South Africa, which talks about this thing. Kevin Carter, you guys are free to check that out. Uh, Andy Wong, yeah. Okay, so the website is called. Uh, okay, it's called the Make structure of, right? uh, the structure of stand-up comedy. Uh, the the it's called the pudding. The pudding. Uh, yeah. So it looks like this. All right. So it is literally the pudding. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you check this out, it's amazing because uh, 
this is a very interactive website. You, you can tap and then oh, it cool. shows what she says and then go, go to the next and then so everything is, is I, um, and even as a uh, as as people in the industry uh, for hosting and like, you can, you learn a lot of things from really? this website that. is so cool man so roll, not only this they got so many other things going on on the on the website so you can check it out so uh, and also Ronnie Chang I love Ronnie Chang let's not forget Ronnie Chang uh, yeah, yeah he's man. doing so great yeah yeah and also a couple of like. Uh, I mean, these are like the, the ones I kind of watch all the time. Of course, I have like a few comedians that I watch on YouTube, like constantly I go and check out, you know. But like um, some of the Aussie comics as well, I kind of follow them as well. Uh, there's this one guy called Stu Dolman. Man, like this guy's show was insane when I saw in Melbourne. So the show was called The Death of Stu Dolman. You go to the show, there's a freaking coffin with a with a dummy body in, all right. Okay. Basically, it's basically it's his funeral, but he plays the different characters in the funeral. So one of the, one of it is his best friend, uh, one of it is his brother, who's like a the brother who's a successful brother compared to him, and then last is a friend who's a stand-up comedian, who's a friend of Stu, but he's played by Stu. And then Sounds he goes, genius. dude, it's, it's like a one-man show. show. It's like kind of like a one-man show. show, but a stand-up yeah. show. With three different characters, and then the last guy, he does. So he's giving a eulogy, but he's doing a stand-up set, and he's dying, like tremendously dying on stage during the eulogy. And he even had someone light him up, like you know, like a normal stand-up show where it's your time to light up. They light up, light you up at the back. He actually got someone to light him up after the show, and he said, "Like, okay, guys, uh, I gotta go. Uh, My name has been something. Uh, Stu." Pretending not to be him. Not to be him. And then he puts the mic. He puts the mic. He goes away. He's outside the theater, flying for a fake show as the comedian. <laughs> oh my god! I love, I love it. it. I love it. It's so good. It's so great. We need so, more stuff like that. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's why when so the, I mean that's why when I did Beautiful, it was I, I had I made sure that it was different, and no one has done that in KL. So uh, the show the show Beautiful was so it featured my friend uh, Santosh, who's a Indian Carnatic singer. So he started the show uh, with like some Indian ragas and all that because in a tam- when you watch a Tamil movie, uh, they always have that one character who's like the guy that he's like the town um, crier, you know. He goes mm-hmm. out and announces. So every every Tamil movie in the olden days, they actually have one character that goes out and disseminates the news. So I got Santosh, my friend, to start the show. So mm-hmm. he came out with a cra- he's a sound engineer as well, uh, so and he came out with an amazing opening track for my show with, with, with like, you know, and like he had this audience interaction. So he, and then he invited me on stage and he was there on stage with me while I was doing the show. So like every time I had something uh, like going on, he had like the tablas, he had like the old Indian harmonium music playing at the back. And then on top of that, I had my photography work. I was talking about my photography. I was showing photos. And then because the show is also about my past, my previous relationship. So it had the elements of music. And then I had like, uh, gifs of like what happened between me and this girl back in the day and like it was like interact like it was very interactive man so people came and they were like like yeah I, I mean I was quite happy and I mean my ex came to the show as well so nice oh. yeah yeah so so the whole idea of the show is also like uh, not just to do a sto- show but it was like more it was to let it was also like kind of a tribute to what I had uh, with this person right and and that was the whole show the whole show was about like 
you know uh, i ended the show by saying like it doesn't mean that uh something has ended means it was not beautiful you know uh uh and you know we looked forward to things blah 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 and but then yeah so there was a twist at the end so yeah but that's why man i really wanted to bring the show to singapore as well so you will uh, you will yeah so what was that line you said uh just because something ends it's not beautiful is that was that is that yeah so what i said was because i end i end the show with showing a picture of a, a sunset and a sunrise i say like you know as a photographer uh we always love taking pictures of sunrises and sunsets mm-hmm. uh it doesn't matter anywhere around the world not just photographers uh, as a human being we are always attracted to the to sunrises and sunset and a sunrise and a sunset usually lasts only for 5 minutes but people would take the effort of like fucking climbing a mountain like at 4 a.m. just to catch the sunrise right because for that 5 minutes uh that is beautiful you know and that's the same thing i want to thank you all for being here at the show uh you know for sharing this beautiful moment with me because just because something that you had with someone uh ended means it was not beautiful you know it was beautiful all the whole way and then blah 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 and then it goes on gosh That's yeah, how I, mean, I feel about this episode of the podcast. Just because yeah. it's ending, that doesn't mean, mean it beautiful. hasn't been beautiful. beautiful yeah, <laughs> sharing this with you, with the right people that matter to me in I a time know, of crisis. Like, yeah, man. man. Words. Alan, are we podcasting yet? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, Justin and I literally sustain ourselves on likes and subscribe clicks. We're not going to make it through pandemic if you don't like or subscribe. We need those tasty likes and subscribes. <laughs>